Welcome to the podcast where you talk about all things hidden in the shadows. This is Megan, and on this bonus episode, I have the pleasure of bringing on someone pretty close to me. It's my mother. Hello, Jennifer. Hello. So she is coming on today because you guys know that I've talked a multitude of episodes about paranormal experiences at different locations that we've lived at and me as a kid growing with abilities. And I thought it would be only right to bring somebody that has witnessed everything from the very beginning and has also been at the houses, chose to live at the houses, (laughs) I should say, chose these houses that have been weird. And just to know her perspective, because, you know, one of the things that we always talk about on the podcast is the perspective of parents with kids that have abilities and uh, sometimes it's a good experience sometimes it's a not so great experience mine was a not so great experience I'm just kidding she just gave me a look I'm just kidding my experience wasn't bad at all but we're gonna talk about like what she went through because she also has abilities even though she doesn't like to admit it but she does and kind of her experience with different things as well so how does it feel to be on the podcast little nervous yeah you keep laughing she keeps like nervous laughing that's where i get when you guys hear me with isaac always kind of like laughing off to the side the nervous laughs yeah yeah she's i get it from her so i guess we can talk about first what your experiences with the paranormal have been have you ever had any weird have you ever had any weird instances where you have gone like definitely um when i was a kid maybe four or five seeing like the dark shadows and you know i would see them out of the corner of my eye um i definitely in middle school i remember messing around with probably things i shouldn't have been the ouija board yes and just seeing like a window full of flies and crosses going upside down <laughs> and weird things. All right. Well, we can probably go off of that story because that story, people are probably like, what? So you said you played or you did a Ouija board. Multiple times, unfortunately. We made, <laughs> we made homemade Ouija boards. and. So what was your experience with that? Was it a negative one or was it? Sometimes yes, sometimes No. But you saw the cross flip upside down, right? Yes. It started out more as nothing immediate would happen, but as you progress, and it's like an addiction almost with the Ouija board. It's you get little things like almost like a friend that's not supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah. And then you get more addicted, and then it just progressive it gets progressive and things get worse yeah uh i have well one creepy story i remember that happened that kind of involved me and my mother and that's the kind of crazy thing especially with our abilities is we've along the line have found a lot of connections between mine and her abilities and then even you know my grandmother has abilities as well her mother so we've been able to kind of connect some things here and there 
And I remember one time, I know you remember this because you were like, uh, no, what do you mean you were doing this in school? So there was one time I had to be maybe 10th grade mm-hmm. in high school. And I I always used to watch like the paranormal shows like Paranormal State, right. Ghost Adventures. My mom remembers that whole phase. And uh, so I knew about like Ouija boards and stuff like that. I just always steered away from them. But I remember there was a kid in my class that started, like, just drawing a Ouija board on a piece of paper and started doing it. And everybody was crowded around. And you would think the teacher would be like, hey, guys, this is not not the place to be doing this. No, he kind of just says, ah, whatever. Go ahead. Have fun with it. And I remember, like, I had my headphones on and I was like, I'm not going over there. But I kept getting like a pull to go over there. I was like, I'm not going over there. So I ended up dropping one of my earphones, headphones, and uh, I heard the name that came through. And it was basically this this thing was saying that it had murdered its family and da 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 da. But the name that came through on my end was the same name that came through during one of your sessions as yes. a kid. And I remember I told her that and she was like, you did what? <laughs> you did what in school? <laughs> um, I was like, no, I didn't. Pl- I didn't play it. I just heard it. And it was crazy because for the longest time, like after that, like I would be sitting in, in bed trying to go to sleep and I would hear the name consistently. Yes. But one of the things that my mom, I know, because we always talk about it to this day, is the fact that we lived in that one of. Not apartment. One of one of the houses that we lived in, but I would consistently wake you up and say, "There's a man in my room." Yes, that was the trailer in Hubert, and that's not too far from here. So, as a parent, like when you hear your kid wake you up and say, "Hey, there's a there's a man in my room," what was what was your initial thought? I really believed you because of the dark shadows I would see, but I tried so hard to protect you. And maybe it was a bad thing, but I was like, no, it's really not there. It's, you know, a bad dream or something like that because I just wanted to shield you from some of the experiences that I had that were just scary. Do you know, do you remember? Because I, I mean, I remember kind of mostly in all of the houses as back as I can remember that I would like just see things and I would tell you and I would never sleep, you know. Right. But was there one in particular like place that you said that I was telling you that there was stuff like places that we live that you were like, ugh, something's not right here. Well, for one, this house. Yeah. The one definitely in Huber because you were just so young. But I believed you definitely more from your experiences here just because I had those same experiences. I never doubted you for a second. I was just afraid of if you tapped into that ability at such a young age. I didn't know, rightfully so, Mm -hmm. if you could handle all of that. Because even I... As an adult, had issues, yeah. Right, and couldn't quite grasp any of it myself. Yeah. I never met anybody who said, ooh, I saw dark shadows. Did you? You know, especially at that time, it wasn't so open. 
That's very true. You know, it's not like back then you didn't have the internet. You didn't have all the information that you can access now. So I guess one of the spots that we can talk about, because I know I've had stuff, you've had stuff because we've talked about it. And that is the Spring Branch house. So Spring Branch was anybody that's listened to the podcast knows that I, I, we have a whole episode dedicated to that house because probably the darkest things that I've ever encountered and the weirdest things has been at that house. So, but my mom experienced a lot of stuff there too. She, I would say, I think you took the worst toll as in terms of depression. Yeah, I did. And the fever thing and the teeth. Yeah. When you first moved, because I know you feel vibes. Yes. When you first went to the Spring Branch house, because it was kind of a situation where we we had to move there. It was, they were raising the rent where we were living and we kind of needed to get out of the city. So we had to move. Um, when you first went there, did you get any bad feelings or was it? Um, yes and no. I didn't really tune in. When you have situations kind of that you have to do, sometimes you're not quite as present to entities or certain feelings because you have to do it you have to kind of yeah suck it up yeah and i think that was a lot of our because there was a lot of weird things that would happen like with jobs and stuff that Mm -hmm. caused you know moves right so i think we had a lot of those situations where it was kind of like well you know what if it is haunted too bad so sad like right you know you just got to kind of put up with it and at the time like i didn't know about protection you probably didn't know no i didn't but was there anything at the Spring Branch house that stood out to you, like, over time that happened? Um, I always, I felt like I was, that I could, that I was being watched. And, like, towards the end, like, when we were getting ready to move, like, our animals would just die. Like, they would, they ended up with one being, um... I think a BB gun and yeah, the cat was killed that way. It was just a lot of like, I think a lot of like weird brutality towards the end, yes. towards the animals. Yes. And we couldn't figure yes. out who the heck did it. Yeah. You know, like we had at the time, the two, the one, what were they? German shepherds mm-hmm. and shepherd mixes. Well, yeah. And the kids would walk and tease, you know, tease the one dog, Vinny. Mm-hmm. and but it just well it's crazy too because you think about it like that house you know they say like certain houses like it seems like the house is alive yes and it literally that house felt like out of all the houses that we lived in i feel like that house was the worst it was and then like you said i never had health issues before in my life until I moved to that house. I mean, obviously, people get sick, you know, they mm-hmm. get viruses and whatnot, but I was always sick. And you know, it's another thing I think with that house that it was different than any of the houses that we ever lived in was that, except for the house that the colonial house in yeah. Clinton, North Carolina. But when we, other than that one, I felt like 
we intruded on something. Yes. Like, we did not live there. We were just, like, allowed to live there, if that right. makes sense. Right. But, I mean, my mom can attest, like, my sister could not sleep alone. She always had to sleep with me. And I think, too, like, it, you were just depressed. No, I was very, very. And, you know, like, we've had up and down situations, you know, like, throughout my childhood, things that my parents went through. And I never saw my mom, like, like that. And we would have weird things, like, I don't know. Arguments. Arguments, yeah. Like, yeah, stuff like we would never really argue, but in that house, like, we really argued. Yeah, fits of rage, I think, was another thing. And then... Too. I remember you had gotten really sick one time, and I remember you just, like, projectile vomit. I noticed, too, a lot of the houses in Texas, we would get sick sick. Yes, we would. Like, it, like the one um, that was in San Antonio, I never really talk about that house, but that was the house that I would stay up late. My mom can attest I was yes. always staying up at night because of the weird stuff. But there... Uh, there was just weird. So everybody would get sick. I remember that one time where we just, I don't know. It was a lot of weird stuff. So after you left Spring Branch, did your health issues clear up? Yes. And when you went to the doctor, because what was the problem? Do you remember? Well, I had a fever for a month and they could not figure out what was wrong with me. Yeah. One month. And shouldn't someone die though if that was the case? Like, no, because if you have an autoimmune disease, you you technically you have a low grade fever. Oh, interesting. But I had a fever for a solid month, and it was a high fever. I remember my urine. I went to go do a urinalysis. Sorry if I'm getting too personal, <laughs> but it was literally brown. Like I worked at a a lab. And it was the same, I remember looking at that urine going, oh my gosh, this is the same type of urine I see coming in from nursing homes. Yeah. It, and I remember I could not get out of bed. Like, it took everything I had just to get up and go to the bathroom. Like, I was sick as a dot. My worst fear was I was honestly so afraid I was going to die and my fear was I'm going to be dead and oh my god one of my kids is going to see me on the bed dead. Yeah. Like it and was that bad. Yeah. It really was. Spring Branch House was you know you can rent cabins. Those little sheds that yeah. are in the front you can rent. You want to go rent one? No thanks. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, But yeah and so when you moved it went away. Like yes. I, Yeah. It went away. It's it's crazy. And no, the teeth thing, that's another thing that's creepy. Yeah. Because your teeth doesn't don't revert. I mean, they can. Yeah. But the fact that they were thinking you had periodontal and receding gum issues, and then you leave and it's... Yeah. You know what I mean? That is crazy. But then the house in Wichita Falls, well, in Holiday... Uh-huh. Um... When your brothers got older, they kept saying that they saw things. So yeah, yeah, it's every but house. But they, good. but the thing was, at that house, they were sick all the time. Every three to four months. Oh yeah, I remember. They that. were getting sick. It wasn't me this time. 
it was them getting sick. Yeah. And the thing is, too, is right when my mom moved in with us, moved here, is when we started learning about protection. And we started doing the protection stuff. Because you think about it now, knock on wood, there's not anything crazy. No. Nobody really has, you know, anything crazy going on. Um, and it, it just, it literally, I think some at Spring Branch, a lot of the times it was, it was trying to wear you down. Out of everybody, I think it was really just trying to yes. zap you down. And the woods there just were not, you never went into the woods either. Yes, I did. You did? Multiple times. You did? Yes. Dang. I actually saw the fence that was put up, the stone wall, from the Germans and Indians that were back fighting back then. Oh, dang. The settlements, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, in any of the houses, do you think, does dad ever, did dad ever talk about seeing or feeling stuff? No. No. He's one of the, he, he's cool and everything. Nice guy. But when it comes to the paranormal, it's got to be in his face. Yes. To say it's paranormal. Yes. Like, he's got to say, if he, basically, if he says, if he, he calls me up and he goes, hey, uh, you need to check out this place because I think there's something paranormal. Then I'm going because if he's saying it's paranormal, then it's 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 definitely got to have some kind of vibe to it. Was there any moments or times that you actually feared for me with my abilities? Many like, times. You got like there was instances where like you got worried like what is going on? Many like, times. Many times, yes, but um. I also put protection spells on you when you were yeah, an infant. That that helped. Um, but stuff still got through. <laughs> but uh, so what do you think? So you think, too, you would have to say that the paranormal has been part of your life. Your always, entire life. always. And do you think that... What do you think is your strongest suit? Like, I always say remote viewing is mine. Like, I can... And and detecting, like, intention with people. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I can sense energy. Mm -hmm. And that's sometimes bad with me with working in a public setting. Because of all the machines, all the people coming in and out by the time my shift ends i'm honestly so worn out mm -hmm. with all the different energies that i feel that and then sometimes i feel like i have psychic abilities um when i dream at night i can't always remember everything but i feel like i can see things mm -hmm. And sometimes, too, when I'm awake, like, I can, I can feel certain people's energy. Like, I can go out and kind of feel the energy. I don't know if yeah, that yeah. makes sense. No, that does. But it's not something I can do on a dime. Like, I have to meditate. And as weird as this sounds, when I'm in the shower is mm -hmm. when... <laughs> Everyone's probably like, yes. yep, there's Megan. <laughs> yes, when I'm in the shower, I can pick up on certain people's vibrations, their intentions. I can see sometimes where they're at, but 
I have to be in that trance. And sometimes you just don't have the time to do that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you, you have out. to have it requires a lot of time. Mm hmm. It must be the connection with the water because I'm the same way. I can be washing dishes and get visions because of the water. Yes, yeah. It has to be. I have to be near water in order to yeah pick it up. So another story uh, that she can attest to. So I don't know if you remember this, but I remember <laughs> you were so freaked out. We always joke with my mom because she she... She likes the paranormal. I know she likes the paranormal, but sometimes she gets that startled. You know when you get that startled, like, hair on the back of your neck stands up? <laughs> she gets like, ooh, ah, ah. <laughs> like, what's going on? But one time I remember <laughs> the look, because as a kid I was so used to this, so when it would happen to me, it's just kind of like, up oh, another day in the books, you know? But with her, <laughs> she, I remember this one time. I, I've talked about this before on the podcast, but uh, it was her... And me, and I don't know, I don't exactly know what, where my siblings were or my dad. They could have all just been sleeping. But I remember we were um, in this house on William Street, which, you know, was mildly, like, haunted, but not anything, like, crazy. Not anything super, super dark like some other places that we lived. But uh, I, I remember me and her had gotten in an argument. I was starting to get into my, like, teenage hormone time and you know i thought everybody was out to get me kind of thing and uh we had gotten in an argument and i remember i was like you know what fine and i went into my room and i went to sleep and all of a sudden i hear her footsteps ding dong ding dong ding dong going down the done going down the uh that was a horrible way to describe footsteps by the way so sorry about that but <laughs> uh i hear her running like she is like full sprint like mom pissed right so she slams open the door and she goes megan <laughs> i told you go to sleep right and i turn over and i'm like what are you talking about i've been asleep and she said no you were in here slamming and throwing things and i was like no i've been in my bed i have not thrown anything i've not done any like i didn't do anything and she could tell i wasn't lying and all of a sudden i just see her <laughs> the face of like you know the mom pissed go to oh shit what happened <laughs> and you see her just slowly back out and close the door <laughs> and then the next day we talk about it and she's like i don't know what that was but <laughs> i know i heard that for sure but was there anything as a kid, that happened to you that made you want to shut the abilities off? Many times when, like I said, when I was five and seeing the dark shadows and I didn't understand what it was. Um, sometimes, too, like you talk about feelings like I would feel somebody else's feelings and I would get scared. I didn't understand it. But it was a lot when I was a teenager and dealing with um, a lot of issues that I had going on. It was just scary when you compile the hormones going. Mm -hmm. And then all these strange... Like, okay, I'll give you a for instance when my friends and I were young. 
And in a dream, I saw somebody. I'm not going to give any names. I saw somebody in a dream. And it was me in some type of dress. And I knew it was some type of ceremony. And he comes out. And I had never met him before. And then, lo and behold, the next year, I meet him in person. And it was a devil worshiper. Yeah. And for anybody going like, wait, what the hell? So there was a, to give a little bit of, to give a little bit of pretense, uh, my mom, when she was a teenager, had a run-in with uh, some interesting people. And not saying, like, everybody that does witchcraft or everybody that does, like, darker stuff, whatever. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. That's your prerogative. But they specifically pegged you guys out, right? Yes. You and somebody else. I'm not going to give her name just for respect of her. Yes. But there was a childhood friend that my mom had that had a run-in with them as well. Yeah, like, she was at the mall and, you know, record stores were a big thing back in the 80s. Yeah. Um, and he went up to her and said, hey, how are you doing? And it was just, they knew our names, you know, personal things. And it wasn't like you could find that stuff out on the internet. internet. Yeah. It was private things. It always seems like, too, I noticed that. You had it, you had them, mm-hmm. but then I had, my mom can tell you, the one stalker kid. Yes. And in high school, I had that, and uh, even my mom was like, you gotta get this kid away from the house, Megan. Like, uh, he he was just weird, and it was just, just weird. Like, he went, like, the stalker kid for me, he wouldn't, he would call me a different name. Remember me telling yeah. you that? And you were like, no. But then I also had, I remember, <laughs> I will never forget, I had a boyfriend. And it was like one of those, like, how young, like, I was like maybe in middle school, oh, maybe. the bone guy. The bone guy, <laughs> yeah. I remember she will never. So it, it was at the same house that, like, she heard, you know, we had gotten in an argument and she had heard me rummaging around, but I wasn't rummaging around. I was sleeping. And then it was also the same one that we saw the kids mm-hmm. up against the fence. Yeah. And they nobody lived there at that house. Um, so it was that house that that stuff occurred. And I... It was like one of my first boyfriends. I don't even know. But um, I started dating this kid and he gave me this necklace. <laughs> And she's laughing because this is such a, like, because she knows me as, like, I'm, like, the biggest dork. If you look up dork, an awkward person in the dictionary, I'm I'm right there. Like, people that know me well, like my family and stuff, friends, know that I have, I just do weird, not weird stuff, but I just get myself in little pickles that just don't make no sense. Anyways, so I come home from school and I'm like, Mom. <laughs> look at this look at this cool necklace that this guy got me oh my god he's so into me and And she goes what is that and i said oh it's just you know a bone necklace and i said you know i I don't know if i should be worried but you know 
everyone keeps talking about this kid. I don't know if it's just because he's weird, you know, or he's kind of like a rocker kid, but they keep telling me he worships like Satan and does like weird, weird stuff. Like, and she's, and (laughs) she turns from like the typical like mom thing, like mom face, and then she drops the mom face and she's kind of just looking at me like, get that out of the house. Um, but, but yeah, she was like, and I, I really don't want, I want to see you dating this dude because, (laughs) or like even have him in your friend's circle. So that was that. Yeah. So, uh, so I had to return it and he was not happy. And she was like, you don't take bone necklaces from people. (laughs) You don't really know (laughs) or know the source of where this came from. So, that's going to be on a t-shirt, probably. You yeah. don't take bone necklaces yeah, from people true. you don't know. <laughs> but, but yeah, so, it, it's kind of been a family thing, I guess, that during teenage years, that weird people start showing up. It's kind of bizarre how that happened with her and, and me. So, my mom is not the only person that her face drops when something funky paranormal (laughs) happens my grandma is another one and so my mom you guys know i've talked about this in multiple episodes that have you know listened before but one of the stories i told was that my grandma the podcast room that we're in she actually saw a hooded figure that kind of looked like the grim like reaper i would say going from the podcast room where we're recording in right now into her bedroom which is directly across the hall and my mom got to witness this firsthand where my grandma was like call the priest yes. <laughs> so it was um, multiple occasions yeah she called the priest to get the house blessed so when that was happening did you did you feel anything have you did you ever see that Honestly, that happened the same time we were messing around with the Ouija Ouija boards. And where did you do the Ouija boards? We did them sometimes in the hallway. Nice, Um, Mom. That's where all the stuff (laughs) was. Nice. Uh, We would do them in the room you're sleeping in. Fantastic. And that's some, the one this room oh too. nice what was where was the room where the, the cross flipped upside down your room fantastic so now we all know why but it was a different friend that was in there when that happened ah okay so and, when, and i wasn't doing ouija boards at that time oh so it just flipped yes we what? were talking about satanism because i didn't look i was a naive kid i didn't think people actually did that and she was the one that was in-depth telling me all about it. And I could say from that point is when everything really started for me. I mean, I always saw the dark shadows. Mm-hmm. But it didn't progress until, until she... And I think you know who that person is. Oh, yeah, is. I know who that person is. And that person's still involved in it. So. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But when you saw the cross flip upside down, what was your first... Like, what did... I was just in total shock. Like, I just couldn't... I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, because I think it's one thing when... First of all, any paranormal experience, when you really, truly experience it in a term of, you cannot logically justify what happened. Right. 
And then it's something else when that thing is a known sign of something dark around. Because, I mean. stupid me, I hung around that person yeah. for years not knowing. But I also want to touch about the flies. So what yes. happened with the flies? Because that's always a telltale sign of creepiness. Okay. So me and my friend were messing around. I mean, we were messing around with the board every single day. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom was vacuuming. All of a sudden, the flies are all over the windows. The vacuum cleaner actually went on by itself. And that's when she's like... And then they didn't appear when... She said there was flies when we went into the room. The flies weren't there. And she was like, oh my God, we need to call the priest. <laughs> and she was looking at me like, are you doing something? And of course, I'm like, no. Why would I be doing something? Yeah. Yeah. So she gave me that typical mom look like, I know you're lying. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe she knew, but she didn't address it. But we, and then there was also another time. I was at my friend's house, and of course, we were messing around with the board, and we asked it a question, and we were both like, well, what did you say? And then an eerie, eerie voice, because she had, you know, one of the door-sized mirrors in her room, and oh, we were messing no, around Mom. with the board in front of the I need to go mirror. back in time and just be <laughs> like, hey, cut this crap out. And we heard the voice go... In a demonic voice, go, I said no. Oh, snap. And oh my gosh, we took that board and just threw it. And we were like, okay, it's time for bed. And it yeah. was around, of course, three or four o'clock in the morning. Oh my gosh, mom. <laughs> so we were just scared out of our wits. Oh my and gosh. We just, like, I think we even hit each other going into the bed. Just. We were done at that point. That is so crazy. Do you think, do you think as you gotten older, your mind has expanded in terms of the abilities? Like, have you accepted it more? I I have. Yeah. And if you, what is one thing that you've kind of not learned, but kind of from tuning into your abilities are more enlightened on? that makes sense does that question make sense uh i don't know i think i used to not believe in like entities and things like that i used to just act like you know the the statement ignorance is bliss mm -hmm. i used to always like thinking that way and now i think i have more of a different perspective on religion mm -hmm. on god um, and about the afterlife, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah, I think now if something were to happen, I, from seeing, you know, you and growing with you, obviously, um, I think you, back then you would have been like, I have my adult problems. I don't want to deal with the paranormal right, too. Right. But I think now you kind of understand that or kind of have grown a new understanding of 
you can acknowledge it, but you don't have to dive too deep into it. But right. acknowledging it, at least knowing that it's there and kind of watching it to make sure it isn't anything bad. Right. Because anytime my mom feels like a funk vibe or like a weird thing, she immediately calls me and is like, hey. So I'm getting this bad feeling. And before, I don't think you no. would do that. You would no. just kind of bottle it and right. put it off. Well, there was one feeling I had for a long time and I never told you was, do you remember that incident with the girl in middle school where you felt like you were going to get hurt? You mean on the walk home? Yes. Yes. So for anybody that give a little bit of a pretense, I used to walk home from middle school because a lot of kids did. We would actually walk in this big like group train and walk home, right? And, you know, different people would break Mm -hmm. off and... By the time we would break off down the street, it would be me and my, my childhood friend. We would go. And so I was never alone. And I was in dance class. I took dance class instead of PE. And me and my friend that I walked home with, we were in there together. And I was telling her, hey, I don't know. I'm getting a weird feeling about walking home today. I just just be on alert because we would hang out with different people in school, but we lived across the street from each other, so we would hang out. And so I was walking at the front of the line. She was walking at the back. Anyways, there was this girl that me and her passed, and the girl like she was known to have. She got suspended a lot, and I remember she like jumped at me. Like, you know, like wanting to fight. And she was like, don't you look at me weird. I mean, she didn't say it that nice, but it was very, very mean. And so then the next day in dance class, I got this another feeling of take a different way home. And I didn't know. And a guy friend of mine at the time was riding his bike in front of me. And he said, hey, I don't, I don't want to scare you, but I want to make you aware there's a that girl that you ran into yesterday. She has a knife and she's saying she is going to stab you multiple times. When you were little, I always had this thought that you were going to get stabbed at a young age. Mm-hmm. And I could never shake the feeling I always thought. And, and, you know, when you get certain feelings and... You just kind of pass it off. It must have been my imagination. It must have been this. You make excuses for it. But the feeling never left until after that day. Wow. Dang. And sometimes you get feelings, you get premonitions, but obviously you never know when. You're not that... Mm -hmm. I mean, some psychics can pinpoint exactly... I think when you talk about like the, the, the life journey... You're not supposed to have exacts because you have free will to choose and you can deter that. Like, I could have said, I'm walking forward. I don't give a crap. This person's like, whatever. I'm not going to. So what? Because I had a group of friends that were urging me to walk forward. And instead, I was like, no, I'm going to take the long way home. And I told my friend, I said, look, I don't. She's saying she's going to stab me, but, you know. And so she ended up walking home with me because the last thing I wanted to do was walk home by myself. And it was a long trek, the long way. And so I told her, I was like, you know, let's just go the long way. And she's like, okay. So uh, we ended up walking the long way and avoiding her. But, and it's crazy because that you even say that because when I was a kid, I used to have dreams about this one random 
you you've heard me talk about it, but I would always talk about this Native mm-hmm. American guy that would come in my dreams. And uh, long story short, later on, I found out he was a guide and like a spirit guide. And he always told me, you have to watch out in this life for loss of blood. And I didn't understand that. And then when you say that stabbing thing, that would have been a loss of blood. I almost, the near death experience that I had with childbirth, that was loss of blood. But that was the thing. Mm -hmm. Was, I knew you were going to be okay with that one. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the thing is <laughs> watch your so that's the thing too with premonition dreams is you might get them yes but serve them as like a warning more so than a definite so because sometimes when you think of it as a definite you try to avoid it all together and then it goes all haywire but like because of that but you know what's funny is mm. do you know when i got the premonition hmm. when we were living at the beach oh wow and again you talk about i was by water that's when i get that was another interesting... I remember... So, this is my mom's way of... <laughs> uh, I've talked about this on here before, too. But... And almost all the houses... So, majority of my life, my dad worked overnights. So, we were home by ourselves at night. <laughs> FYI, if... Because she knows where I'm going with this. If anybody... Say you're in a relationship and your spouse and, and you know that... Uh, you have abilities and stuff like that. Don't let them work overnight because <laughs> my mom can say that that's when stuff would pop off. Like stuff would go nuts. I mean, yeah. it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's because like my dad has very strong willpower in a sense of, I believe people with really, really strong willpower can kind of push away things naturally. Yeah. And I think he, he can, for the most part, push a lot of stuff away. And so I think that that's, that's essentially what happened. And because it wouldn't really pop off, even here, like stuff wouldn't yeah. pop off before I started really protecting until I was by myself or it was like limited people here. Isaac was gone, that kind of thing. So we would be in the middle of the night and I'd hear, Megan, 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 I need you to wake up. And so I'd wake up and she'd go, right, could you go, are you in the mood for scrambled eggs? And I would go, hmm, sure. Or do you want to walk on the beach for sun, sun, sun up? And it's crazy because you would get weird dreams. I've always gotten premonition yes. Yes. of like somebody breaking in. Yes. So it's a little bit of hearing paranormal stuff, yes. But then you would get premonitions that someone was breaking in. Yes. And that's a crazy, crazy thing is I would never have dreams of that ever. Uh, the only time I had it was the one time I had a dream. It was on William Street. Uh, so it was that house that, you know, my mom heard me in my room and then the kids at the fence and all that stuff. And that's when we lived, when the stabbing thing occurred, that's where we lived as well. But there was somebody trying to break in and I was dreaming of somebody breaking in. Mm-hmm. So that's the only time I ever really jumped to breaking in. But as I've gotten older and I'm the age that you would have been. Yes. I am getting, I get like these random things, like almost insomnia, random parts of the night where I can't go to sleep and I hear things trying to break in. Yeah. And that's the thing too, with talking about abilities, you know, you asked you, your earlier question was, is there anything that, you know, 
makes you nervous and go, it's that. It's that feeling of being watched. Certain feelings that I get. That's why when I was younger, I would try to like block them out because I would get so scared of just the feelings mm -hmm. that I would get. And see, the, the thing is, too, when you get those dreams, you don't know if it's a premonition dream of somebody mm -hmm. actually breaking in or is it just like a figurative thing right. where it's like, hey, some something is trying to come in your house and it's using the form of breaking in. Right. A couple uh, a couple nights ago, I had it where I, I was every time I would shut my eyes and lay in bed, I would hear the back door open and two boots coming through mm -hmm. the back door. And I, I just, I, uh, that's a fear of mine is, is the house breaking into and having to do something like that. And, um, and I know it's a fear of yours too, for other reasons. Yes. But, um, yeah, I couldn't go to sleep. I literally came out of bed, looked around, there was nothing. And there's been times where I've called you and said, Hey, um, I'm home by myself and I feel like some, someone's going to break in and da, 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 and da, da, da. And it's kind of crazy. It's around the same age. Yes. So that's, do you think there, what advice would you have, do you think, to somebody that is a parent that their kid is seeing things? Is there anything you would do differently? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think that at that young age that they need to know about those things right away. Yeah. Because I think it would scare them too much. Mm -hmm. Like I know, I think at five years old, if grandma would have said, okay, those things exist, maybe I would have been more willing to talk to it. And who knows if it would have been a bad entity the only thing I could say is as a parent, just say, okay, maybe it's a bad dream, maybe it's this, and then protect your child. Well, I think too, I think the most important thing is, is like validating what they're right. feeling, not right. making them sound, right. feel crazy. Right. That's, that's, yeah. I think the difference Yes, is that like saying, oh, okay, you know, that's reasonable. Yeah. There's who knows? There could just be weird yeah. energy. You know, like, I feel like when you talk about it more in energy-wise, it's a little bit more understanding. Because right. everybody feels energy uh, to a degree. And I think maybe if you say, oh, it's just maybe yeah. some just bad energy, you know, like some of the energy. You know, right. talk about it in, like, a kid term. And then that's a signal for you as a, a parent to protect. And maybe as a kid I shouldn't have been so closed off, but I just know the fear that I felt. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I just felt like I was trying to protect you. Yeah. More yeah. so than anything else. Yeah. Because even I didn't understand it. Yeah. And that's a hard thing when like you yourself, I mean, you were going through things. So I'm like yeah. the age now that you were. Yeah. When a lot of the stuff was going down. And I mean, it's hard. It's hard as a parent because you don't get a manual, number one. Number right. two, you don't get a manual on if your kid has, like, spiritual gifts or not. And there's, at at the time, like, even for me, like, my age, there wasn't stuff out there on how to deal with stuff right. if your kid has abilities. And so it's a good thing now we have, like, podcasts and stuff like that that talk right. about it regularly right. so it's more open and i think as years go on the paranormal is going to be more like opened to where if you do feel this kind of stuff there's resources for you because right um 
you know, there was that one quote that basically says, you know, like when you have issues uh, medically, you go to a doctor or if there's somebody breaking in, you go to the police. But when it comes to spiritual stuff, there's really no body you can call up. You have to like know of a shaman or right. know of a priest or know. And sometimes the priest will go, oh, you listen to rock music or this or mm-hmm. that. They'll give you any excuse because they act like, you know, if it's evil, kind of you brought it on yourself through mm-hmm. sin or through just something else. Yeah. And it's it's hard to even turn to a priest because that, that they they like to shame people. Yeah, because the, the priest that came and blessed the house did make a comment about your... Metal posters. And it was yes. hair metal. It wasn't even like yes. metal. It wasn't even like, I mean, I later on got into the heavier stuff with those things. But no, nah, it was Bon Jovi, Skid Row. And so that doesn't help either. Music, sh- music in gen- unless it's like a- a- something specifically calling something into the song. Music, I mean, shouldn't be, you know what I mean? Like No, it shouldn't. So, and I think everything is an intent, and if the, I don't know, it's crazy. Okay, so this actually, this is the last part of the the interview, so we're going to start kind of closing this episode out, but there's a couple little, like, questions I want to ask my mom about the paranormal in general, because I'm kind of curious. So, you believe in spirits and stuff like that, right? Yes. So, are, do you think there's dark things out there? Do you think there's darker spirits? Of course there is, because I believe if God can send angels, the devil most certainly can send demons or dark people out. Yes. Do you think people can send bad energy to you? Definitely. And you've experienced that multiple times? Yes. Do, are, you a, are you a believer in aliens? <sighs> That's a kind of thing... I think that possibly they exist, but I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, too, I mean, <laughs> I could just imagine her, like, she would not think that an alien encounter experience would be fun whatsoever, I don't think. No. I think she is kind of how I was a couple years ago where I was like, alien experiences I don't want to deal with. Yes. Like, I don't want to. I got experience- enough stuff to deal no, with on just, Earth. Yeah. I don't want to deal with anything out of earth yeah too. <laughs> yeah and plus too like alien abduction stuff freaks yeah. me out like because yeah. what are you gonna do against something True. you know what about like cryptids do you believe like things like bigfoot uh loch ness monster like that uh, again, kind of stuff it's i believe they could exist but what about it's, it's not really my yeah cup yeah of tea. yeah so she's kind of like me in a sense of like i there's a couple cryptids that interest me but i don't know enough to like talk right. expertly about it but spirits and stuff like that I've, I've dealt with on a daily right. basis so i know more about that than anything so <laughs> i was gonna ask do you think vampires exist but she actually you you believe vampire cults exist though for sure vampire yeah yes yeah because she claims, <laughs> she calls her, she's like, Megan, <laughs> I think there's a vampiric type cult thing going on in a certain area. And I, I definitely think in terms, I don't think it's like how the movies paint no, out like vampires. No, 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 it's not like that. But definitely people that 
get high on drinking blood. Yes. And don't... Energy and things like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. So is there any paranormal... Would you ever go on a paranormal investigation? Maybe. If you were, if you for sure knew you were going to be protected and you didn't have to worry about taking anything home, would you go? Yeah. We I should do that. We should do that on a, on a, on a video. Like take my mom and see what she gets. Wait till you hear this, the episode coming with my grandmother. That's going to be another. <laughs> do one with generational uh, investigating. Anyways, is there any topic that you wish we would cover on the podcast? That you were like, maybe more on vampiric cults. Yeah, that would be one. Because that's a form of ritualistic kind of... Yeah, I, th- I think so. Or certain locations I wish you would investigate that I've told you to oh, investigate yeah, 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 yeah. because I feel... Yeah, no, my things. mom is... Whenever she feels anything, I should feel privileged because whenever <laughs> my mom or my... Well, my dad doesn't really have abilities, yeah. but like he... Like I said, if he feels it's paranormal, he'll call and me up and one, tell me. That one place. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah, there's a place that um, we're going to try and go soon, hopefully. Oh, you're from this area, so you would know. Do you think base is haunted? Definitely. Have you ever been on base? Yes. Do you, you get a bad vibe? All the time. So dang. So how did it feel being on the podcast? Better than what I thought. It was <laughs> yeah, be. she was getting nervous at first. I thought she did a good job. Go ahead. But yeah, so that I think concludes this episode with my mom. I may have her on more often. She's doing good. She did good. <laughs> I thought she was gonna be laughing at me the whole time because that's the thing is people don't take me seriously in my family. And so when I try and be serious, they start laughing at me. So but and then for those of you that don't know, me and my mom are actually starting a uh, podcast together. It's more of true crime. For those that don't know, uh, she had a sister that was murdered. And um, there, there's a lot of healing that needs to be done with that as well as uh, she wants to help other people that have gone through the same thing as her. So, and you know, I've gone through my entire life seeing her handle the trauma that comes with something like that. So if you guys are interested in seeing that or hearing that, uh, it's called Silent Echoes and it's going to start pumping episodes out hopefully by the end of December, if not at the beginning of 2024 for sure. And it goes, it'll go into my, my aunt's case and then dive deeper into other people's cases. Cause we also want to find ways to help other people that are missing or murdered victims. Keep an eye out for that. So it's called Silent Echo, the Silent Echoes podcast because of how when something like that happens, it's a silent echo throughout the whole family generational line and what people feel. And grief sometimes, you know, you're told to kind of like get over it and be silenced when you can't. Stay tuned for that. Do you have any last final words for the people? Thank you for listening to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Anyways, if you guys want to hit us up on social media, you can check us out on Instagram at Hidden in the Shadows Podcast. You can also, we are also on YouTube. You can also listen on YouTube. And if you ever want to submit a story 
or an encounter that has happened to you that you would like to have on an episode or have us dive into more or anything like that, uh, you can hit us up on hidden in the shadows podcast at gmail.com. And then if you want to check out, um, like I said, the true crime podcast with me and my mom, it's called the silent echoes podcast. And we are on Instagram right now and Facebook. So yeah, and we also talk about the, the grief process as well on that episode, but yeah. So, uh, we'll catch your weirdos in the next one. Mom.